Hi, I'm Maddie Hockaday, also known as the Anne of this relationship. And I'm Holly, the Leslie. We love Parks and Rec. We love behind the scenes. And we love each other. This is literally the best Parks and Recreation rewatch show. We're your park pals. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Beauty, not Beauty Pageant. That's my recap. (laughs) Welcome to Practice Date. (laughs) Practice Date. So good. Oh, my Atlanta. So good. Um, Well, I'm just going to jump right in. So um, the beauty pageant recap, I have a bit for you. A couple things. Number one is that I did a huge deep dive on April Eden, who played Trish on beauty pageant. It was actually really funny because they just recently did a chair model in uh, Office Ladies. And so um, I thought that they would mention her a little bit more. Or maybe she was one that did the voice memos. But she was not. So uh, maybe they reached out to her. I'm not sure. But they I didn't do a deep dive on her and um, lucky for you I did so <laughs> um, she's amazing she is I did some research on her and she is a huge like Star Trek fan huge Trekkie and space adventurer actually currently she works at Griffith Observatory um, and she gives like these live kind of space tour things that they have there so um, cool. I forgot what the actual name of it is oh it just says live science show presenter so Anyway, I think she was actually on Star Trek for like a stand-in moment or maybe it was like a guest star moment. I don't remember. But she has this YouTube called Fangirl Academy. She has a bunch of great videos um, on space and stuff, but also she has a couple on moving to Hollywood. She did this one video where it was like chair model wants you to vote in 2020. (laughs) So she was being really cool about that. But Uh, And I messaged her, as you know, I messaged literally everyone, and (laughs) I messaged her both like via, I think it was in, no, I don't know if it was Instagram or, I messaged her Facebook, I think, that that Fangirl Academy like page that she has, because I couldn't find her personal one, unfortunately. Um, But I messaged her and I tweeted at her and I did all these things, so I'm really sorry if that was overkill, but I hope that she reaches out to us or finds us somehow, because she is so genuine and precious in all of her videos and super smart and I just think it's like really cool if like she could tell us not only about being Trish but about space that would be really fun (laughs) so well and I I um, hope everybody enjoyed Vincent so much that they're like yes more people I know Uh, me too I want to talk to so many people I actually have been saying that in some of my like moments messages when I reach out to people that I want to talk to like we just talked to Vincent so maybe you can be next right (laughs) (laughs) kind of thing um but anyway, so that's my recap on Trish. Uh, just two more things. Number one, uh, we talked about how my sister had talked about some murals in St. Louis that she saw that were also disturbing, very similar to the Pawnee ones. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll have to ask her where that was because I don't remember where it was. And it was, it's called the Dred Scott Courthouse. And it's across from the Arch if you're there and you're free. Apparently, it's free to go in. It's really cool. Apparently, they have like ranger talks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually visiting her this weekend. So maybe we'll go and check it out and I'll come back with a live report um but pictures or not yeah pictures oh that's a great idea Maddie okay that's what I should do okay that's what I'll do um so Dred Scott Courthouse if you're in St. Louis or going on a road trip through St. Louis at any time um and then the very last thing sorry speeding along here is that 
it's not related to the show at all, but I do want to let everyone know that um, the uh, COVID vaccine is available for most states like 16 and up, I think. So I'm getting mine on Friday, which is nuts. And I'm really excited about it. It's really far away, but that's okay. I totally could have gotten probably one that was closer, but at the time that was all that was free. So anyway, you can go to vaccinefinder.org or you can literally Google your state and vaccine and all that stuff and register. But um, I know a couple of friends who have like literally called like their local Walmarts and Walgreens and pharmacies and been like, hey, do you have any extras? Because they throw them away. So if you want it, you can probably get it. Um, and if you're afraid of needles, then I'm really sorry about that. Um, but apparently, and Maddie, you said this too, that it doesn't actually hurt that bad, like going no. in, right? No, you can't feel the needle. So if you don't like needles, my advice to you is don't watch it go into your arm because you don't really <laughs> feel it. You like, I mean, I, th- I think it was barely a pinch is what I felt. Um, mm-hmm. It's more like your arm after afterwards. And I was going to ask you, Holly, like, are you traveling on Friday? Yeah, well, I'm going, um, I'm supposed to drive down to Brooklyn's uh, Friday evening. Okay. My only suggestion is take Tylenol. Okay. (laughs) Because yeah, that like, I mean, I got hit real hard by the vaccines, but it's because I had had COVID without in 90 days. I'm pretty sure that's why. Um, Mm. But my arm like and I've heard other people say like their arms just really, really hurt. So the needle's not so much a thing. It's your arm. And so I would just do make sure you get the shot in the arm that you don't use the steering wheel with as much. Ooh, interesting. Okay, good call. Good call. And I'll definitely take Tylenol afterwards. Yeah, I couldn't even lift it probably above the bottom of my rib cage. That's scary. Yeah, it was was not Uh. a fun moment. I mean, and then what did you say your your doctor said or something? Oh my gosh, something was scary. Yeah, the guy who (laughs) gave it to me, which not a doctor, I think he was a paramedic, but still, like. I didn't watch the needle go in. I'm not afraid of needles, but like I always just look away because it's it just makes more sense to me. So I don't I didn't yeah. look. And then all of a sudden I hear, oh, that's more blood than I was expecting. <laughs> and I was like, dude, no, that is not that what you should right. be saying. How dare you? <laughs> I know. Seriously. Like, oh, yeah, I was like your bedside manner, dude. <laughs> like, it's oh, my not, God, that's not so good. fucked up. Yeah, I was real scared there for a second. And then I looked down and I was like, I mean, that's not that much blood, but seriously, more than you're expecting. I'm like, I I went in at like four, Holly, so that I'm not the first shot he's giving. He's seen, you know, a hundred other people that day and I'm the most blood. Ugh. Yeah, well, and that's weird to me because I know the flu shot, like, well, I guess it technically does have blood. That's a lie. Because I was going to say, well, the flu shot doesn't really have, like, I haven't seen much blood. But they do put a Band-Aid on your arm, not just to, like, you know, stop the infection going into the wound site or whatever the fuck, but because it bleeds. So that's wild. Okay, you guys get the shot, though. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully nobody Um, says that shit to you. All right. Well, and I was, I saw a bunch of, like, memes and stuff talking about it and people are saying shot girl summer now instead of hot girl summer did I say that to you already you (laughs) told me yeah (laughs) I went to the dentist today and I told my dentist that and she was like really happy about it or she maybe she's a hygienist um but the dentist liked it too so we were all having a little moment so uh anyway the vaccine is available to you uh if you are so inclined so that's that but that's all my recap did you have anything else you wanted to add I did not. Awesome. Okay. Well, let us go to who the writer and director of this is. Um, So this practice date 
is episode four of season two, written by Harris Whittles, directed by Alex Hardcastle. Harris, we actually mentioned a few episodes back. He played the character Harris, uh, the name Harris, as well in Parks and Rec as part of the poorly, badly run animal control department. (laughs) Um, Super funny, super hilarious. He's been a part of the show for quite some time, and he will stay a part of the show as a writer, story editor. Um, But he sadly passed away in 2015, and he was only 30 years old, which is wild. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we talked about how we knew he had passed, but we didn't know how. Um, so we did some research on him and he actually died of a heroin addiction um, or heroin overdose, overdose. I should mm-hmm. say rather. Um, he wrote on so many things, you guys, between two ferns. He worked with Sarah Silverman a bunch. He was very all, um, open also in his stand up comedy about his addiction. Um, and then he was in rehab back and forth and relapsed and just such a tragedy. But um I was, you know, as I was reading about him, a lot of the people that have written with him were just so um, almost like, like funnily jealous of him because he was so young yet so like prolific as Mm. a writer and he rose to fame so quickly, almost like kind of similar, I guess. And by fame, I just mean like success in comedy writing because kind of similarly to BJ Novak because he was super young in the office when he um, was on that one. So, um, but anyway, uh, Harris actually went to Emerson. In Boston. So shout yeah. out to Boston. <laughs> we lived in Boston too. And um, and what I found a couple things. Number one is that he was working with Aziz, a.k.a. Tom, on Master of None, um, which is Aziz's show. You guys, if you haven't watched it yet, watch that immediately. But um, Harris Whittles was supposed to move to New York to work with Aziz on like that and some other things, I think. And then he um, unfortunately was no longer able to as he passed. But um, and then he invented the term humble brag, which is <laughs> wild. Um, he wrote that on Twitter, I think, and it really took off. Um, but I just really hope we serve him well. I was looking up a couple of videos. They do have I can't remember if they actually called it Harris Fest or something like this, where his mom was giving a speech at it um, and it was there's some stage on this video that I was watching and I, I think they were talking about perhaps doing it annually it's like a comedy show music fest thing um, in honor of, well not in, uh, yeah in honor of him but also like to you know shine a light on comedy and um, you know artists but yeah I mean we'll we'll talk about him every time that he comes up because he you know he plays a huge 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 role in this show so um, we just hope that we serve him well and Pour one out for Harris. Yes. Um, And then we've got directed by Alex Hardcastle, which you may uh, be familiar with one of his things that he's done. He has directed the christening in the office. So we'll also see him again in Leslie's house. uh, The episode called Leslie's house coming up this season. Um, he directed You're the Worst, which is a show that I've heard good things about, but I've never really seen it. Um, a few episodes of the Mindy Kaling Project, New Girl. Um, and apparently he was a composer on something called Not Going Out, which is big in Britain because he's actually British. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that show is also popular in, uh, Australia. But I also said that he has done, or, uh, researched that he's done a bunch of commercials as well. So, um. As a composer? He's also quite handsome. (laughs) Um, as a composer, I don't know. I think just commercials, like he's directed commercials. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fair. I also learned that he worked heavily on Grace and Frankie, that Netflix show. Oh, okay. And then um, also directed a couple of music 
uh, features. I don't know if they were music videos or if they were like actual like shows that were like, you know, the hour long concerts Mm -hmm. or whatever um, for Elton John, Spice Girls and Rod Stewart. Oh, cool. Love all of those people. Yes. Well, that's all I've got for him and for Harris. So um, I have now written summary in my uh, notes whenever (laughs) you're ready. (laughs) All right. Here we go. In the wake of Dexhart's most recent scandal, members of the Parks and Rec Department, plus Mark, as always, set out to dig up dirt on each other. We learn life-changing secrets about Tom, Ron, and Jerry. Leslie and Anne spend the episode getting Leslie ready for her first date with Dave. Anne quickly learns that Leslie is in bad, bad dating shape and does everything she can to help Leslie get past her fears. Yay! Oh, I love the Leslie-Anne moments that oh happen my in gosh, this episode. Though. Yeah, I do too. So sweet. <laughs> Perfect. But also not so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sentiment I know, is true. real. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is a bit of a deep end moment that yeah. uh, Anne gives to Leslie. Uh, but <laughs> I, my first thing that I wrote about this episode was that it was such a brilliant way to figure out, like, all, like honestly, we're going to kudos Harris so much for writing this, but like, it really is such a brilliant way to figure out more character depth and like mm. who these characters are. Um, apparently, lots of critics at the time said that this was the episode that they felt Parks and Rec hit their stride, which is interesting. Um, I, can I don't really see that. Yeah, I I think it's also because we get more, you know, we just know a little bit more of how not only the character depth, but how they interact with each other. You know what I mean? Right. The relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, my my big note here is we finally are getting some Jerry and Donna, which I'm so excited. Yes. Finally. Yes. It's going to be. It's great. We learn a ton about Jerry. Not not as much about Donna, but we definitely are starting to get the John the Donna um, personality. Yeah, totally. I love that. Uh, I just like love seeing the development of Jerry over time, too, Mm. because this one is just like not it's not there yet. But like we it's this is the start. This is the inception. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's heading in that direction. Oh, right. Um, I wrote that Chris Pratt, Andy, was not in this one. And as I was doing my research for the next episode, he's also not in that one either. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. He did shoot a few things um, that year that it was you know being filmed and everything so maybe he was doing something but also I don't know oh like you said maybe like it was just hard to kind of you know weave him into this story I'm not really sure right yeah I was thinking about that because um he's not at the point where he's hanging out at the parks department he hasn't gotten his job yet right so Mm -hmm. um yeah it's hard for it's hard for them to kind of write him in if there's not going to be something happening with Anne Right. So, that's so true. I could understand that being the reason he's not there, too. But I mean, it's also very feasible that Chris Pratt was getting work and he had to be on a different set. Yeah, totally. Um, I did write to I, I forgot to mention this as we were talking about Jerry. Um, I, I wrote that or I found that Mike sure did say that once they had this episode and they kind of saw slash like gave that little bit of a seed that, you know, Jerry is the odd man out and like he was the one in the office that you kind of poke fun at kind of thing. Like they could not resist giving him more and more every single Hmm. episode. So like as we go on, you'll see in each episode, there's at least like two or three or more (laughs) jabs at Jerry. And I was like, I need a Jerry jabs thing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Jerry jabs. I'm for it. Uh, I'm all for it. But it's it. like, 
Okay, I'll send it to you. Um, but it's just really funny because like like we were talking about too, like the audience isn't in on the joke yet with for Jerry. Like and also there in this one there are stakes involved. Like the stakes are so high, I feel, with oh my things we find out about him. Yeah. So like it almost like your your heart just breaks. But like later on it I feel in further episodes you're just like, Well, whatever they said to him wasn't even anything anyway. So they're just like fucking with him to fuck with him you know what I mean right yeah but this is here like you're saying this is serious stuff and I feel so mm-hmm. bad for him because he Me comes too. out and I would know we're jumping ahead a little bit but he even comes out and he says I don't want to play right right and right. they yeah it just gets worse at that point Ugh. well I have I have a question who are these yeah. randos standing in the back here I know I, I saw one too okay so I see a man and a woman okay uh, don't they don't recognize them, but I, I think they're in the parks department. I could be wrong, though. You mean like location-wise, like where right. they're standing? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then my question I is, are who are you people? I know. You know, I don't really remember there being a dude, so um, I'm glad that you caught that there were more than one because I was like, that's weird. But we, yeah, because it's like in the office when they have that random-ass Meredith at the beginning. So. Right. <laughs> So I don't know who those people are. I I didn't even I don't think I saw them on IMDb even either. No, but, they're okay, not. Maybe they're that'll not be on my recap. Oh really? Okay, okay. Not that I saw. All right. Okay. All right. Well, who are the randos in the back? Anyone can let us know if you know. But yeah, if that's you weird. are one of the randos, please let us know. Mm, girl, that could very well be a thing. Like people could listen to this. Okay, cool. Yeah, into it. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I love Donna here when um, when Tom's like, cave. I bet cave sex is amazing because of the humidity and the echoes. <laughs> and Donna is, mm-hmm. Right. I know. Her little sass moment. I know. I need to come up with a better like term. It's not. It, it is sass, though. I was going to say it's not necessarily sass. It's like a, just a character thing for her. But um, yeah, it's almost an attitude. Mm, attitude. I like that. I like that. That's yeah. a good one. Okay. Donatude. Donatude. Donna, 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 Donatude. Oh, my God. Maddie. Coining it. Brilliant. Um, so, yes, you were talking about um, we're in the cold open. This is the first time we see yes. Councilman Bill Dexhart, which BT dubs I did not realize slash I don't think I ever clocked that his first name is Bill because we always refer to him as Dexhart. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, nope. That was over my head. Right. And... um. The details of this are so hilarious. Um, like you said, it was in a cave. It was in Brazil. Four-way sex. Um, there were a lot of deleted lines for him at this press conference, by the way. Um, and one of them was that he was saying that he can't promise he won't do it again. So he just won't make any promises at all anymore. <laughs> My gosh. And also asking for forgiveness for future transgressions, which I think is very funny because it's so sadly realistic. <laughs> Right. Like he knows himself well enough to know he's going to do it again. Right. So timely. And I think that any one of our politicians could very well say this very same thing and it would be Mm -hmm. real. Um, (laughs) This dude also is named Kevin Simons. Um, Did I message him? You better believe I did. Uh, He is working (laughs) on Blackish also, by the way, right now. Um, Something that I saw on his Instagram. Um, And but it looks like Parks and Rec is probably his most recognizable thing that I've seen anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's so good. Like the cadence of his voice as a councilman, like combined with like the ridiculous things that he's saying is so funny. Um, Yeah. 
And it looks like he was in some Disney things like Henry Danger and something called Best Friends Whenever. I'm not familiar with the last one, but I do know Henry Danger simply because when I worked at an acting studio for kids in L.A., like we had kids that went out for that. But um, and then he was in a soap opera or a couple soap operas, actually. Bold and the Beautiful, Young and the Restless. He was in that um, Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, which I never saw. But um, but yeah, so that's Kevin Simons and Kevin Please message me back. <laughs> How bomb would that be? Oh my god, I would die. <laughs> I'll keep it re- so cool because he is reoccurring him. later too. Right, He's a huge deal later. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Yeah, even in the season. Yeah, he comes back. Oh yeah, tons of times. I think it's. Oh yeah, he's so good. Um, my next thing is purred. <laughs> yes, purred happily. Oh my god, Jay Jackson. Yes, Jay Jackson. Love him. So Who, good. Uh, weirdly enough, plays a reporter in almost every credit he has on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's like, like his literally. Thing. Half of his credits are playing reporters on shows, and that is hilarious. Um, also, uh, you said, I think we had talked about this before, but he, like, you knew he was in Scandal or something. Do you, did you watch Scandal? I did not watch Scandal, so I was going to ask uh, you, or we can find out he plays a guy named mike waters in scandal so and i don't know what position that is but i know scandal is a political show so Mm -hmm. i knew there could be some reporters in there yeah i'm i think he was a reporter in scandal as well i watched i think the first two seasons of scandal and then i stopped um not for not wanting to um but just you know i i timing and everything but um Mm -hmm. so something i found on him was that he was actually he was a real reporter in la for 25 years with kcal um which is a local tv station in la and apparently he was what they said was that he was only intended for one appearance but mike sure said that the staff enjoyed him so much that they just made him a recurring character and i think that that is so like um telling of Mike Sher and Greg Daniels shows in general like if they like you they'll keep you around you know what I mean yeah totally I think the same thing happened with Amy Adams in the office right oh yeah you're probably I think you are right yeah like where she was only scheduled for the one episode and then they Mm -hmm. brought her back a couple times yeah yeah I think that's I think that's great and I think it also says a lot about Jay Jackson right like they have respect Mm -hmm. for his his craft and it makes sense now that he's played so many reporters like if you do it for 25 years why not get paid like probably three times as much just to do it right right totally um i have a fun fact that this episode was actually based on a real life 2009 scandal so keep in mind Mm -hmm. this did air in 2009 um this was a scandal uh and with a south carolina governor named mark sanford and he admitted that he had had an affair with an archie Argentinian woman. Um, apparently, he told his staff he was going hiking, but then he actually went to visit his mistress in Argentina. And um, what what I found very intriguing um, slash, you know, realistic for sure, as we were talking about earlier, is that he actually, after the scandal broke, he ended up finishing his second term and then he was reelected. And then he was governor from 13, 2013 to 2019. So what is that? Nine, eight, seven, six years. And uh, it just really made me think of like when Jennifer Barkley in later seasons we'll get to that but like if you guys have seen the show before um Jennifer Barkley is the political consultant and she says like you know Leslie you could lose to a bad guy because bad guys defeat good guys all of the time you know what I mean yeah 
And it just really made me think of this fella in real life that he like had that affair slash scandal thing happen. And then he still went on to like be successful slash keep his office. Um, And then apparently he wanted to run for president in 2020, but then he dropped out. And so that's probably good. I don't know how far he would have made it anyway. But uh, (laughs) but there's correlation there as well, too. Right. Because Dexhart is still there when Leslie becomes a councilwoman. Exactly. Exactly. So true. Yeah. He keeps his seat for a long time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and that's still that shit's still happening to this day. I mean, just recently there was a scandal and I'm not even going to give that guy an, any airtime. But like there's just that it happens all the time. So I think it's really um, interesting that, you know, Parks and Rec is bringing the um, outside world into or outside world of politics into the show, um, you know. And doing it in a funny right. way. So yeah, <laughs> making yeah. fun of them too. Like you clearly know that they're not on Dexhart's side. <laughs> right, right. Ugh. Which brings me to my next point. Because Leslie mm-hmm. is all like feeling bad for Dexhart, right? That the media is picking this one thing to drill on him. But like later she's like, this guy sucks. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's something I had in my notes too. I was like, I don't know if I understand slash like agree about Leslie's talking head where she's saying, you know, all I care about is his policies, not his scandal. Um, and right. I do see where she's coming from. But like, and I don't think it should be talked to death. But, you know, when you're in the public eye, you know, if you're representing me, then like as a citizen, I want to know that you're honest and like you have integrity, you know? Right, right. So and also you give up certain rights and privacies when you're in the public eye like that. So I don't really know what to do with that because it's hard on all sides but you know yeah not an easy job i wouldn't do it (sighs) yeah big deal um i love that dexart had sex in the limo on the way back from the press conference yeah Yeah. so dumb stupid but at least he's admitting it (laughs) right exactly he has made no promises that he won't do that so yeah anyway (laughs) um I love I I'm moving on to them starting the bet if that's okay. Yeah, totally. I have that Mark is playing with a slinky. Yes. And I think it's weird, but I whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I see a lot of offices that have little trinkets like that, like Rubik's cubes or those little balls that knock back mm-hmm. together. Like I don't know if people oh, just play yeah. with those things while they're thinking. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. No, I think that's a real valid point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tom <sighs> has balls first of all and he must have some confidence that he is he has patched up this green card card marriage because he Mm -hmm. kind of starts this whole thing right like i i will find more dirt like i'm i'm clean you will not find anything on me and it's like dude (laughs) right that's what i'm saying i was thinking that too maddie where i was like but you're the one that has probably the most like you know thing that you can get arrested for (laughs) right oh my gosh (laughs) I couldn't tell. Also, I took a um, timestamp at 2.32 where you see Jerry's Facebook page on Donna's computer Mm -hmm. and it really looks like a Wikipedia page. I get that they obviously couldn't do an actual Facebook or whatever page because, you know, trademarks or whatever the fuck. But um, I I also just love that um, April's burn is really funny. Like Donna says, you'll never guess what I found on Jerry's Facebook. And April's like, a friend. (laughs) (laughs) She's so proud of herself. Yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. I love her. Mm-hmm. Well, I have this water bottle that April has. 
Yes. And uh-huh. Okay, so I have it that it's that Ice Lillian or whatever the hell that we saw last time. So they're really taking some stands on that. Right, which I 100% did not read the actual label because I'm dumb. And I was oh. like, oh, it's Ice Mountain. Because I didn't see it the first time that you mentioned it. Oh. Right. So I saw this logo and I was like, wow, way to be on like region there because I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Ice Mountain is a water company solely based in the Midwest. Oh, okay. So I grew up drinking Ice Mountain water. Like that's one of the big ones that you see in the stores. Like, yeah. It's not super common for people to buy like Dasani and Aquafina or whatever. Like it's typically you have Ice Mountain mm-hmm. um, and it's from um, water in Michigan. Okay. And I 100% thought that they had just taken Ice Mountain, but it sounds like they have created their own water company that looks like almost the exact same logo as Ice Mountain. Yes, 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 yes. In fact, on um, Parks and Rec Wiki, um, now I don't think that this was directly from the crew, but Parks and Rec Wiki does say that Ice Mullion is very, or Mullion, I can't remember if there's an extra L in there, but regardless, it is very likely based on Ice Mountain because like you said, that logo is like very clearly... The same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. We're right. <laughs> so, well, we'll have to post the logos next to each other for mm. the Instagram post this week. Good job. So you guys can see. Okay. I'm going to make a note of that. <laughs> I have Dave coming in now. And he's telling Jerry, like, they're like, oh, probably Jerry. He's got a couple 359s, public <laughs> urination. <laughs> and <laughs> I spent some time researching this. Mm-hmm. In my research, I could not find any police code 359. Okay. So I don't know if they made it up, if uh, my research just wasn't thorough enough. So if anybody is a police officer that listens to this and knows that there's a 359 code, Mm -hmm. please hit us up because I looked. I'm always interested in that too because I know I've heard some... Maybe it was just on TV shows. I don't know if I've ever heard an actual cop say this, but um, I know that like, or what I've seen that they've, they make up codes sometimes that isn't actually in the like code book or whatever. Now I think, well, mm. I would think that public urination is because I think that's a real thing. But like sometimes right. if they have something that's not actually in the book, they make up their own codes for it. But regardless, um, yeah, I would love to know if 359 is actually something real. <laughs> right. Well, my my additional question this is kind of off topic. Is it public urination if you are on a road trip and your parents pull off on the side of the road and you run into the trees and do it? <laughs> I don't think Asking so. Asking for a friend. <laughs> is the friend you, Maddie? <laughs> <laughs> the friend is eight-year-old me who was moving for the 300th time in her life in a road trip. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a great question because you know what? A lot of people do that, I feel. Um, oh, yeah. The, you know, yeah, when you got to go, you got to go. stops close enough together. I know, especially on the highway. I do wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a great question. I don't think it is. I feel like for it to be public, like somebody has to see you. You know what I mean? Right. Or You have to be doing like in the alley or something. Yeah. It's almost like I got you. when I think of public urination, I think of it being like in a city or on a city sidewalk or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were going to say sidewalk. So all I heard was pee on a city. And I was like, I don't know how that. Okay. <laughs> How big a stream you got? How Damn. do you do that? Just go all yeah. over town peeing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this got off topic. My bad, everybody. No, it's still um. off topic because I'm pretty positive that my next line, I literally laughed out loud when Dave says he's probably going to go anger pee in the courtyard. 
I don't know why, but I'm pretty positive that's my favorite line of this episode. It's so oh, dumb. Oh, I love it. Also, how do you anger pee? <laughs> I don't know. I guess forcefully. Like, n- nobody send me video evidence because I don't need it to know what it is that bad. But oh, Right. Like, oh, I'm my intrigued. God. Woo. That was a good one. Okay. Yeah, um, that is good. So now Leslie's in her office is where I'm at. Yeah, and she's nervous about her date. Like mm-hmm. she's saying she's not nervous, but it rings and she's her phone rings and she smashes that thing into the wall. Oh my. Those were so destructible. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> uh, it's because of those that iPhone was like, oh yeah, we're going to have to make these things sturdy. Right. No, totally. It's just like this plastic gripped together by like tape and a random screw you know what I mean that's what it feels like to me when I see them now uh the flip phones um right there is a deleted scene that I wanted to mention that I thought was really cute but also kind of cringy uh so Leslie and Dave are walking in the hallway like in city hall and Dave says oh there's a few restaurants near my house that you know uh I've been wanting to try and um so maybe we could go to the those few one of those few restaurants or whatever. And Leslie's like, well, hopefully not all in one night, like you know, because there was a couple of restaurants or a few restaurants. And she's like, right. they have this weird, awkward banter back and forth of like, oh, think of all the food, ah. <laughs> and it's so awkward, but it's also cute. And um, but then she also plays. So she has a talking head where she compares a first date to a job interview. And I actually mm. um recorded it because I just thought it was really precious, and um I wanted to play. It for you say you um hold please (laughs) i'm not really nervous about tomorrow night uh first date is like a job interview you know you wear your best suit you research the company slash man you bring your resume and you don't sleep with them unless it feels right (laughs) i wouldn't do that i'm just i was joking (laughs) (laughs) that's great it's so funny. And you know what? As she's explaining it, it does kind of sound like a job interview. And, you know, I don't know. But maybe more casual, obviously. Yeah. yeah. You're vying for that se- second interview. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah. I have Anne coming into City Hall now. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was going to say sh- that was literally my next thing about like Mark being. I really like how goofy and fun he is, I feel, in this one when he's talking to Anne. You know what I mean? Like he's. He's, He's in his element in this episode, I feel yes, like. Yes, I agree. All of his delivery on all of his lines are so good. He really found his stride, oh, yeah. for sure. I think this is the mark that was at the beginning of working in government before his dreams were smashed. Mm, yeah, I agree. Yeah, he just needed like something a little bit more like fun to do, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I love this line from Anne. It's, it's my runner-up line. Um, I love it. Like he's explaining to her what they're doing with the digging up the dirt. And she looks at him and goes, my taxes pay your salary, right? (laughs) (laughs) I love that line so much. Uh, I know. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes indeed. Um, (laughs) But I have this problem with Leslie here as she and Anne sit down to talk. Right. And Leslie's nervous about the date. Understandable. But Anne's telling her this lovely story about her work and Leslie just steamrolls right over it. She doesn't even acknowledge how sweet the story is. You know, I know she just like barrels right into I'm really nervous, you know, Mm -hmm, and I feel mm -hmm. bad for Anne. And I know Leslie's a good friend, but this part just kind of hurt my heart a little bit because I was like, I was like, oh, Anne, 
I know your job is hard, <laughs> like, and you're a caretaker and you want somebody to just care for what you've been through today. <laughs> I know. And it was like really, as you were saying that, I really like resonated with how much you and I are Leslie and Ann because I was literally thinking as you were saying that really sincere moment that I heard pigeon noises in the courtyard. (laughs) (laughs) As they were talking through this, (laughs) which we haven't talked about pigeons in quite some time, you guys. So um, I really heard them, though. I didn't see them. I wasn't looking. But um, yes, to back to your point that, yeah, she literally (laughs) and literally says, uh, um, you know, I he looked at me and said that, you know, you saved my life or whatever the fuck. And yeah, then Leslie starts talking about a sexy hat or cargo pants. Yeah. Which whatever that is, is what Anne says. Right. What is a sexy hat? And I wouldn't go with a cargo pant. Right. I would not go with a cargo pant. I love that. There is a deleted scene at Anne's house when they're when Leslie's trying on all the clothes where Leslie comes out wearing scrubs for her date. Like and Anne's like, no, I just I don't think that that would be good. (laughs) Uh, I have to say we would do this. If we lived in the same oh, city, yeah. we would 100% do this. Yeah. Or even now, like if I had a date that I was nervous about, I mean, I haven't done this um, yet, but I think that I would for sure if it came up, like I would send you a picture of like, what do you think about this shirt or something? You know what I mean? Yeah. You've, or like we send each on... other pictures of like our haircuts and stuff. Yeah, we do. We totally do that. Oh my gosh. I think every time I leave the salon, I take a picture and send it to Holly. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah, well, and I you've texted me before dates, but I don't know if you've been nervous enough to, like, need help with outfits and stuff. Yeah, you know, that's a fair point. That's very real. I do text you very frequently. <laughs> yeah. Before and after. <laughs> yes, yes. Sometimes Which is during. good because I am always willing to call and be stuck in a ditch somewhere for you. <laughs> right. Thank you. Much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I'm back at the uh, courtyard, or not the courtyard, um, back at City Hall. Yes, and uh, And go ahead. No, uh, well, I was just going to (laughs) say, I don't know why I'm so fucking obsessed with this, but the water jug in the City Hall Parks Department is called Alpine Thirst. It is different than Ice Molillion, but I I couldn't find anything that's similar to Alpine Thirst, so Mm. if anyone knows, then maybe, Um, but it comes up as a fictional company as well, but that's, so they have one for their water bottles and then one for the jug, Um, but yeah, that's at 450 if anyone wants to take note, but go ahead with what you were going to (laughs) say. We're all about the water this episode. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I have, um, they found, they found Tom in Taliban robes. And I really wanted to look this up and see if this is a legit picture of Aziz Ansari or if like mm-hmm. they took it off the internet or if it's from him like a long ass time ago. Cause he looks super different if it's him. The hair's definitely different right. and stuff. So I'd be interested to know. And I'm also like, like, did they do that for the actual show? Right, or whatever? right. I'm also like, you don't look that much like a Jedi. Like you were, ta- you were tailing a really thin line there, buddy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. I was thinking that too. I was thinking like you could technically maybe be like a young Obi, maybe, mm-hmm. but like I don't know. It's still yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that we also find out that um Ron has been married. He has been mm-hmm. married to two women, both named Tammy, both of them bitches. <laughs> uh, so good. So good. I love that. And his mom's name is Tammy as well. Yes. I like that they bring, they consistently bring the, those um, 
facts up. Right. Because we do learn later on that his mom's name is Tamara, mm-hmm. but she goes by Tammy. Yes. <laughs> Um, I always forget that Ron has tattoos. Like, I always see tattoos. They're poking out of his shirt when he wears short sleeve shirts. And because um, later on, I feel like he doesn't really wear short sleeves. He wears those like long sleeve polo shirts. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed his tattoos poking out a little bit. Nice. I don't ever. I have never noticed that before. <laughs> so good catch. Really? Yeah. Good catch. Because I have never, ever noticed it before. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I was looking at it. Maybe it's because I have tattoos and I they interest me, mm-hmm. but whatever. Anyway, it's not a big deal. And also to your credit, like it's not as if you can see them like fully. Yeah. They're just poking out a little bit like under the sleeve. Right. Okay. I am. Um, so anyway. I also have to commend this Donna line that is just, it's so Donna, Donna-tude to me is. Yeah. Is the, damn, this is heating up quick. Donna, 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 Donna-tude. <laughs> She delivers it so well. I know. She has a really good smiling face, too, like kind of similar to a Tom face. Mm. But like she has her own kind of like when she's feeling like, oh, this is getting juicy kind of thing. Yeah. Donna juicy face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The next note I have is Leslie coming out in that that nice black dress. Is that where you are now? Um, okay. I think right before that, still in City Hall, Ron says that Tom broke a Jaeger secret. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was very confused because I had never heard that before. So I looked it up. And uh, according to Urban Dictionary, it is the act of revealing information disseminated to a confidant during a period of intoxication. Now, obviously, that should have been known to me because, hello, Jaeger, but I didn't think of it, about it that way. But it doesn't say that you specifically have to be drinking Jaeger for it to happen. I think it just means if you're drinking and then you accidentally spill the beans because of, you know, intoxication. Um, it just basically means that you broke the trust between bros. So <laughs> right. that. So I Which guess they I were inferred. drinking. I was just trying to picture like Tom and Ron drinking together and then that coming out. I don't know about right. him having two wives named Tammy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I inferred that it was only when you were drinking Jaeger. Mm-hmm. So good to know. Yeah. It doesn't say specifically. So I'm sure maybe it's like if you are drinking Jaeger, it's like, you know, golden Jaeger secret. But if not, then it's just like regular, you know. <laughs> I like that golden Jaeger secret. <laughs> so good. Anyways, okay, so now, yes, I am back at Anne's house where they're trying on clothes and she's in her black dress. Yes, and Leslie comes out and Anne is like, will you be wearing it out of the store today, madame? And Leslie just cracks this awful, I mean, it's great, a great Cockney accent, but Cockney accents are not attractive. (laughs) No offense to anybody who has a Cockney accent, but it's just, oh, I wish I could do it, but it sounds so bad when I try. It's not a good Cockney accent, though, so I feel... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's so over the top so i feel like it's over the you top can, that's you can right do it. yeah you can say it and it would be just the same as leslie saying it. i'm gonna I'm try it okay i think i will good lady <laughs> so bad i think i will good lady what the hell is yeah, that where better. does it come from <laughs> it's not oh better. gosh <laughs> but thank <No>. you <laughs> oh my god um but then she goes into this long tangent of like, what if he asked me if I've been married? Mm-hmm. And Anne's like, well, have you? <laughs> she's like, no. Then go with then that. say that. You know? Yeah. And it's like she goes down this 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 rabbit hole of just awfulness. Mm-hmm. And Anne is like, oh, my gosh. <sighs> Leslie has just a string of really, really 
bad dates that we need to get out of our system. Mm-hmm. And that's where the idea of going to the practice date comes. And um, we head to the bar with Ann and Leslie, and she brings note cards, Holly. Oh, my God. Note cards. Like, there's per- like there's preparing for dates. Like, I, I will say on dates that I've gone on, I have gone in being like, well, I don't think I want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. So if they bring it up, I would change the topic or, you know, like, I definitely want to know this about the person. So I go in prepared typically. Totally. But but not like note cards. Yeah. Or like even a like survey. No. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, I I do exactly the same thing um, where I like think of at least three or four questions that I'd like to ask in case the conversation gets stale. Um, But Mm -hmm. can you imagine bringing the note cards with you and then pulling them out too? Pulling them out? (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Conversation topics of note, by the way, whales, parades, electricity. (laughs) So, right. So they're not even like that great of topics right definitely not natural like none of this shit would come up naturally so but it's interesting because it's building on her character really like we saw in canvassing where she has to follow by the book like she has to be super planned she cannot improvise um she even has a practice laugh to get through her laughing moments (laughs) she even oh my gosh that is one of my favorite parts of the whole episode is when Anne's like she practiced laughing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I love this that she like sets up what she's about to talk about right she even says now I'm going to talk about, and then she keeps talking. It's like, no, nobody talks like that. Right. Yeah. Also, side note, um, I have never called it a teeter-totter. I've always called it a seesaw, and I was curious as to what you called it. I call I call it a seesaw. Yeah. What is a teeter-totter? So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's a mis- Midwestern thing. The only reason I say that is because my parents are not from the Midwest. They're from Oregon. Mm-hmm. So... That's the only reason I could think it could be Midwestern, but like I didn't, I always said seesaw because my parents always said seesaw. Yeah. And seesaws weren't huge things on the playgrounds where I grew up in the Midwest. Mm. So, okay. Um, so I wouldn't be like hearing it from other kids typically anyway. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, we had seesaws um, every now and again on the playground and we definitely did not call it a teeter totter, but regardless, um, yeah, I do. I do love that. Uh, also, Anne says, like, you know, just ask me a question about myself. And I think that's a very real thing. Nice piece of advice too. where, like, if there is literally any lull in the conversation or if like you're struggling to come up with something, I and I think that goes regardless of if it's a date, obviously, especially if it's a date. But if you're just meeting someone for the first time, I think it's always nice to like just ask them about themselves because then it puts everybody else at ease. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Um, I think it's a great way to do it. But then, like, she asks, Anne asks Leslie, what's the first thing? Like, just the first thing that pops into your head. (laughs) How big is it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Which Leslie doesn't really have the personality where I would figure that that would be the first thing she would say. But here we are. I know. I think that she just has so many, like, repressed things where she and she's also just a little manic. So whatever Mm -hmm. or spastic, rather, I guess. So she just. Yeah when she's put on the spot like that and she doesn't have anything planned, she can't really come up with like an answer <laughs> that isn't right. inappropriate. <laughs> right. Ugh, well, and yikes. so Anne is like, you know, well, let's fix this. Mm-hmm. We're going to use some exposure therapy mm-hmm. on Leslie. And uh, just if anybody cared to know, exposure therapy is real. Mm-hmm. Um, it is something that they definitely use for people with phobias. Uh, the only thing I would say is you, at least in the techniques that I was, 
I I learned about in school um, were that like if you're afraid of snakes, you're not going to be submerged in a tank of snakes. That's a really bad idea. Yeah. Um, they kind of do it gradually. So they take you from, OK, you're sitting in a room with a snake and they're, you know, they're contained. They're not going to, you know, there's uh, trainers holding them or whatever. Uh-huh. But like they're in a different side of the room and then slowly it's like how much closer can you get to the snake and how do you manage your hyperventilating and stuff like that. Right. Um, And then this is cool too, just for anybody who cares to know. Um, there's also exposure reaction therapy. Okay. Which is for people with OCD mm. typically is when it's used. And that's when um, like the example that was in a video that we watched in, in class was – um, this man, before he left the house every day, he had to check the oven like 37 times and same thing before bed. And he was always like two hours late to work because of this. Mm. And um, he he could verbally say like, this is an irrational fear because I don't even cook with the oven, but I have to, oh. I have to turn it off. So like I have to check it. And so um, the exposure reaction therapy would be exposing him to that situation of, okay, you have to leave the house but not allowing the checking the oven. Mm. So like that, you're kind of, the therapy would be in charge of the reaction. Like, are you allowed to walk over to it and just not touch it? Like what are, like, you know, the therapist kind of works with you, but it's exposing you to the situation and then kind of changing your response to it. Right. Maybe it's exposure response therapy. That's what it is. Would it be like, Like, could you go over and like wean yourself off of it almost similarly to the snake thing where like you could just check it once or is that not really the idea? I, I think it would depend on the therapist Mm -hmm. and probably the situation, like what, what the process is, because if he's just going over there and walking and looking at it. I don't know if you would even let him walk over there. Yeah. But if he's t- he's touching it and turning it on and then turning it back off so he knows that it's off, then it would be, okay, you can walk over there and look at it, but you can't touch the dial. Right. Interesting. You know, so it's going to depend on the situation. Yeah. Scrubs has a really good uh, episode about that where Michael Fox is in it because he actually suffers from that and Parkinson's, Parkinson's I think it yep. is. Um, yeah, and he like really is very open about it as well. But um, they that episode that Michael Fox is in about because he has to, like turn the light switch on and off mm-hmm. like a bunch of, a bunch of times. Uh, it's so good. Um, and like yeah, they're just talking about how you never know what somebody's going through because in the episode and something that is very real is that he is like a really well uh like super successful surgeon and doctor and everything because he like has studied and studied and studied but because he's so obsessive about it kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um but then like they and so they're all jealous and mad at him because he's like so much better than everyone else and then they catch him in his moment of weakness of like having to turn the light switch on and off like 800 times. Um yeah, it's wild, mm-hmm. but yeah. That's really interesting. Um, I, 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 I've heard of exposure therapy and it really reminded me. So like Noom, what I have been doing, that weight loss thing has been like saying that that could be, uh, you know, something to practice. You know, if you right. have a bad food around that you typically can't control yourself around, like you could like wean yourself off of it by giving yourself a little bit and then not giving any, but like be in the room with it and like then even they say to go as far as to like eat the thing obviously controlled and whatever and then like see how you're feeling after it so that you can kind of like analyze and I think I've done enough weight loss programs to like not have to do that and I was like I'm not eating I'm not doing that (laughs) but it really (laughs) reminded me of um, that scene in dodgeball when um, the Zoolander or not Zoolander obviously Ben Stiller's character (laughs) 
is like he has like a buzzer and he like buzzes himself every time he gets close to the donut, which super unhealthy regardless. But Mm -hmm. anyways. But yeah, that's interesting. Exposure therapy. Okay, cool. Yeah. The next thing I have to say is there's a cut to City Hall when they're exposing Donna's um, contribution financially to the campaign of David Duke, Mm, mm -hmm, who, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if people don't know, was like the president of the KKK for quite some time. And he even served as a representative in our house. Oh, my God. That's so disgraceful. Yeah. I think it was in Louisiana. So. Ew. Yeah. Of course. Gross. <laughs> but you were saying just, also like, because he was in, he was that character in Black Klansman, right? Right. As well. Yeah. So if you've seen that, if you, if you've seen that movie, Topher Grace's character is David Duke. Okay. Yeah. 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 And it's very, it's very well done. That movie makes you feel many things and it's yeah. sickening that it really is that recent in our history that things were that bad. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh, gross. Yeah, and also I was wondering how old Donna was at this time because didn't they say it was like 10, 15 years ago or something like that? Yeah, that's and interesting. so I'm wondering, because like, I don't know, I would peg her maybe in her 30s. Um, and so if it was 15 years ago, she would have been 15. <laughs> and not voting. Right, exactly. But maybe maybe they said 10 years ago. I don't know, whatever. Um, but before that, also side note, I do have to take us back a little bit because we do, we meet Wendy um yes in city hall and i don't think we ever talked about oh i'm like we met her before in rock show but we never actually talked about this actor um and did you get anything on her i did yeah okay so let's hear it wendy is played by a woman named jama williamson it's Mm -hmm. spelled j-a-m-a so i'm saying jama but it could be jama i don't know yeah i don't know either um but she's been in a couple episodes of numbers um law and order um, School of Rock, the the TV series, not the movie. Uh-huh. A good place. And then she also was in the most recent and the final season of New Girl, just as a um, a preschool teacher. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had that she played Val in The Good Place, which um, yes. I, I truthfully, I need to rewatch that whole show again because it's so good. And it's so good. Kristen uh, Bell, yes. Oh, my God, Queen. When I was watching or when I was doing the research on Jama, I saw that she was Val and I didn't really place it. But now the more that we're talking about it, I think I remember her in it. Um, and yeah, I didn't know School of Rock was a TV series like Mm-mm. WTF. Um, but apparently she also did a bunch of like off Broadway stuff because she went to school um, uh, at Circle in the Square Conservatory. So and something cool is that she's actually from Indiana. So that's kind of mm-hmm. nice and interesting. Yeah, that's very and I cool. think what's his face? Dexhart is as well. Did we find that? I feel like- uh, Dexhart is from Illinois. He's oh, okay, from okay. Uh, Highland Park, uh, Illinois, which is um, like a northern suburb of Chicago. Right. OK, cute. Yeah. So, um, and not that I need to say it because you already know, but uh, guess who I messaged? Uh, Jama. Yes. <laughs> I messaged her on Instagram. She's still doing self tapes and stuff according to her feed. So who knows? Um, but and I always send them a little link to the podcast just in case they are interested in hearing it before they get on it. And I always mm-hmm. offer them the option of t- sending in voice memos as well. So you guys. If you know any of these people, just let them know there are so many ways we can talk to them. But we're just huge fans. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, next up I have that. So Ron sees Tom and uh, Wendy together and he's like, this does not seem right. Tom is not like, you know, he can't get a perfect 
eight mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck that Wendy is. And he goes on to say like who his what his scale of hotness is, human hotness is or whatever. And he thinks that Steffi Graf is a perfect 10, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I wanted to tell you this deleted scene. I should have recorded this one because it was really his delivery was funny. But basically he goes down the list of uh, women according to their scale or, or their number on the scale. So we've got 10 is Steffi Graf. Nine is Carrie Struggs, who is the Olympic gymnast that, you know, injured herself really badly, but also went on to win even when she injured herself, which by the way, you guys, if you haven't watched that documentary athlete a on Netflix, you gotta do it. It's very, I mean, it's dark, but like, so get in the right mindset, but it's, oh, it is really good. Um, Eight is Dominique Dawes and Natalia Shapshoshnikova. Shit, I never pronounced her name correctly. But they're both (laughs) they're both um, athletes and gymnasts. And he does mention like you know that he's into gymnasts. Which, by the way, I couldn't even find like an adult picture really of Natalia, or not many adult pictures of her because she was really famous slash like successful as a gymnast when she was super young. So that's Mm -hmm. weird, but. Um, then he says, number seven is Greek goddess Aphrodite because she's meaty, delicious, and omnipotent. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then levels one through six, he doesn't like to discuss because the criteria is extremely misogynistic. And oh, my gosh. I'm just going to explain that joke for everybody that that's funny because everything he said up until now is also misogynistic. So that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> that is fun. Oh, At least Lord. we don't have to listen to him explain the other stuff. What other stuff? The other criteria. Oh, the other one through six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Good call, <laughs> Maddie. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, so now I am at the restaurant uh, where they're doing their practice date. So my next note is that we have the first uh, presentation of Wiz Palace. Mm-hmm. I love that. There is, I wanted to tell you, there's a deleted scene where Leslie comes running back because like, you know, how in the actual um, scene she says like, I know what it's called. It's, you know, it's not really the Wiz Palace. It's the thing with the thing. And <laughs> then right. she comes back and she's like, says bathroom, you know, it, I got it. That's what it's called. And she runs into a waiter carrying a bunch of plates and like knocks him over and he falls like over a table and all these plates start falling. It's like one of those cringy, like my, my hands were over my mouth. I was like, <gasps> I can't believe that happened. But they cut that out. So you guys got to watch it. I'll have to go back and watch Very it. Very worth watching. <laughs> it's wild. Um, But yeah, so now I am at, they're back at the office. And this is the most heartbreaking thing of the entire fucking I series. Know. Really, honestly. <laughs> I also just have to say before we get there. Yeah. That I love that when Leslie starts lying and Anna's questioning her, her immediate name for her niece is Torple. <laughs> Which I don't think is even a name. I know. What is that? I don't know. But anyway. The first thing that pops into her head. Yeah. So now we are at, like you're saying, like heartbreaking realization for Jerry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jerry's like, he's trying to get in on the fun and he's calling Mark out for having an unpaid parking ticket. Right. And Mm -hmm. then Mark comes out and he's like, well, your adoptive mother was arrested for pot. And poor Jerry didn't know he was adopted, Uh, which he's like 50 something. Right. So first of all, how have you not told him yet? I know. That's another thing. That's kind of on mom and dad. But I guess they just never were going to tell him. Yeah, that's true. Good call. (laughs) But I also I also think this is so wrong. And I think the, the cherry on top is that he said 
at the very beginning of the episode that he did not want to be part of this. Mm-hmm. So I just feel so bad for him. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I, if I could pick a favorite line um, or maybe favorite delivery, I don't know. But like this is my favorite Mark line that I've ever heard, I think, in all his time. Oh, I know what you're saying. OK. Well, when he says like the oh, God, oh, no. Oh, Jerry. Oh, God. Oh, no. Like, I just love the way he delivers that line. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I love that delivery of Mark as well. I think it's great because um, you just see how genuinely he really wasn't trying to hurt Jerry like that. Like. Oh, I know. Oh, God. Oh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. It's oh, so man, sad. It is really sad. Um, my favorite line, though, is Tom's response to that, which is, it's not your fault. He totally baited you with that unpaid parking ticket, <laughs> which is just so good. Oh, Puts it in perspective, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Yikes, I, yikes, yikes. Uh, we have Ron figures out about the green card marriage, right? And so now Tom is like, I really need to find out a secret about Ron. Here's my question. How has Mark known about Duke Silver? Like, do we think that he dug it up or do we think he's known for a long ass time and has just kept it to himself? Yeah, I I got the vibe that he found it for the game and then he was like feeling sleazy after the whole Jerry incident so then he was like okay I'm not going to tell anybody but you know maybe he did know it far before and just like was a good guy about it and didn't tell anyone I'm not really sure truthfully because I feel like I just feel like what's his name Uh, uh, Ron would have said something to Mark if like if Ron knew that Mark knew but maybe he didn't I don't know that's a good question I just um I, I I like your deal with it like he found out when he was doing all this snooping and then decided against sharing. Right. It. Right. I also love all of these um, like wordplay with the names, Tom mm-hmm. Mato sauce, yes. Ron Tanamo Bay. Uh, and, and Ron continually does that. Uh, or Tom does like to Ron. Right. It's really funny. I like that. Um, also side note, we do see uh, when I was doing my research on this, it said that reviewers and critics alike said that um, this kind of poked a hole in Tom's whole sleazeballness kind of thing like it gave us a little bit mm. more sympathy and like a little bit more um I guess like empathy for him because uh not only you know because you see I think that we haven't really seen it but you do kind of get the vibe that Tom really does love slash mm-hmm. really like Wendy but also it's more I think for the empathiness uh, on the audience's part is more so to say like oh he's a nice guy like he's capable of helping someone out when they really needed it right you know what i mean yeah like that's more so the sympathy that i saw as opposed to like us being sad that wendy doesn't feel the same way right, about right. Him. you know yeah. what i mean no i totally get it i was gonna say i love that line of uh and she was already doing this i think um are, are we at this part when we're back at the we're back at the restaurant and Anne says um do you want to watch a porno with me and my wife like acting like the bad date yeah oh my gosh <laughs> what a friend what a friend indeed and you know leslie gets her confidence back she's like you know this this sucks like we should just be having fun and then she takes Anne's dress off and she's like i'm gonna wear my own clothes Mm-hmm. and me power yes and this leads to leslie showing up at dave's house drunk oh my god side note i love leslie's line and i don't know why i say this all of the time i feel well like a lot of the times anyway maybe not all the time but the part when she finds out Anne was tricking her and she says you coy bastard yes such a good i don't line. know why i love that so much you have used that with me in the past have i yeah. okay 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 <laughs> 
Thank you. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know who I say it to, really, but I know that I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're pumping each other up, which I love. This is kind of our first, like, Leslie being serious, like, no, you're awesome. You are. And Anne's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, Leslie goes to Dave's house. Love Amy Poehler's delivery and acting on this. Mm. I do wonder how much of this was improvised because there were a lot of deleted scenes. Like, that scene at his house lasts so long. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot more things that she says. And, and speaking of which, there is a deleted scene that I wanted to tell you, which is interesting because it kind of ties back to the teeter-totter where Leslie's telling him all about the teeter-totter. <laughs> and he's like, okay, did not know all of that that's great but then he brings her some leftover pizza from his kitchen on a plate with like coffee on the plate as well um and then there's some aspirin next to it it's actually kind of precious that's really sweet um he's trying to take care of her i just kind of can't believe that dave goes out with her again like <laughs> i know it's a, it's a lot to handle i feel i love her line though like i don't know why i was so scared you should be scared of me mm-hmm. like i yes. love that i do too i also love um <laughs> Can I use the bathroom? Are you impressed? I know what it's called. <laughs> oh, Leslie. Oh, she's so good. So now I'm at Cozy's. Yep. First time we're seeing Cozy's, which is amazing. Um, I could not for the life of me find where this was in real life, but I did find a couple things. Number one, I found where the bulge is actually located, where mm. the interior was shot. Mm-hmm. So... I thought you would be interested in knowing that. It's um, at this place called Sarah's Dine and Dance. Sarah is spelled S-E-R-R-A, F-Y-I. It's in Studio City, California. So if you are interested, go ahead and take a look at Sarah's Dine and Dance. That's the bulge. Uh, And then Cozy's Bar, I found on Parks and Rec Wiki that I found the Eagleton location. I couldn't, like I said, find, you know, where the actual filming location was, but Mm. it's located at 829 Division Street in Eagleton, Indiana. It's also the place where jazz saxophonist Duke Silver has monthly performances on the first Thursday of every month. Cozy's has a great food. Uh, a great food. <laughs> Cozy's has great food, a full bar, and pool tables. Showtimes are at 9 p.m. on weekdays and 9.30 on weekends. So, um, yeah, that's what I found online, which I and also, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but uh, NBC did create a whole website for Duke Silver at the time of the airing of this, which was amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. I love this detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really went all out with their side uh, websites and, like, side presence on social media oh, yeah. or not social media i guess it was more so just the internet at this time but right yeah yeah it's crazy great. um we have dex Hart's wife is getting pretty slammed here by the media <sighs> yeah. which i don't know why why is she even bring brought into it not her issue I like know. it's not she didn't do anything wrong so i i don't know why we're being so hard on dex Hart's wife it's not her fault right mm-hmm. um and we have mark who watches this and he's like, I'm going to go tell Anne all my secrets. I know. Which is crazy and... um, because the I wanted to play for you a clip really fast before we talk about Anne mm-hmm. and Mark. Um, so, yes, we're talking about how uh, the reporter keeps saying stuff about how, like, how does the wife stay with him? Right. But um, I wanted to play for you this clip that got cut that the reporter says. Here, I'll give you a... Um, a intro this is um they're talking about how the credit card bill was discovered that dexhart like has been spending his money on these things okay so that's what this is about just fyi okay (laughs) card bill from last month four hundred dollars to the dongorama sex toy company twelve hundred dollars to smut doctors three hundred dollars for vibrating raisins i don't even know what those are but yeah she needs to kick him to the curb 
vibrating <laughs> raisins? That's disgusting. Dongarama. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yikes. Oh yikes. Okay, so yes, now he goes to Anne's house. Beautiful. Um, and I understand his sentiment behind this. I don't think he needed to do this, though. <laughs> right, right. I know. That's how I felt, too. I was like, that could have waited. But yeah, I get why he did it. Um, and I do like that his line, uh, like, or her line, rather, of like, you know, when he asks, is there anything that you want to tell me? And then she's like, yeah, this guy came to my house at midnight to tell me that he slept with a married woman when he was in high school. So I shot him. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. Um, but, you know, I do see they're trying to build that Mark is growing. Like, mm-hmm. they're really showing, I think, again, his development. Because I don't think he would have told these other, like, hoes that he was dating before her. Like, Agreed. this information. Like, she, he wants to be honest and vulnerable so that it lasts. But I, uh, at the same time, I, I feel like... I just feel like Anne's sarcasm is now getting to the point of like, okay, I don't think she really wants to date him, but like she's still semi charmed by him at the same time. Right. So I don't know. I, th- I don't know. I think it's she's weird. taken aback by the fact that the man, the man can pay for his own food. He has his own place. I think she's <laughs> yeah. still riding that train. You know, I'm dating someone That's who's self sufficient. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. And she doesn't have to take care of him. Yeah. Right. So So I think even though she doesn't necessarily have real feelings for him, I don't know if she's acknowledged that yet because I think she's still riding on that high of, I don't have to take care of him. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. That's what I think about that. Um, But yeah, let's go back to Cozy's where Tom is about to confront Ron. Yes. A couple things on this. Um, So Nick Offerman actually does play the saxophone, uh, just FYI. And it is interesting because apparently Mike Schur came up with this idea of him being, you know, a secret jazz saxophonist before they even knew that uh, Nick Offerman played. That's crazy. Yeah. And when Nick Offerman like heard that, uh, he was quoted as saying to Mike Schur, how do you see inside me? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, I know. It's so funny. I also love this MC. I think he comes back every time. His name actually is Dwayne because Ron says, you know, thank you, Dwayne or whatever. But he I love his catchphrase of my man. Duke Silver. <laughs> I love that. Um, for some reason, Parks and Rec like isn't listed on his IMDb. I don't really understand why. But mm. his name is actually Dwayne uh, Shepard Sr. And um so he, it looks like he's had a pretty good career as like a co-star. You know, he's been in a, a bunch of stuff. But um, they had so many deleted scenes. I wanted to tell you about this for, or not so many, but like enough that I was really sad that they cut them because they were so good. Um, so mm. you know how they always talk about how Duke Silver makes mature women swoon or whatever the yes. hell? Yes. So they had talking heads with these mature women, quote. And um, there's this one lady that says, like, Duke Silver is the sexiest man alive. And then this other one, I legit laughed out loud. Like, most of the deleted scenes, I would say, like, 8 out of 10, um, I'm like, oh, man, that's such a good scene. And it adds so much. But I'm not, like, laughing out loud. Um, Mm -hmm. This one, I laughed out loud because this gal's delivery is so funny. So she says, like, one time I had a sex dream about Duke Silver. And then she closes her eyes and she, like, pictures it and gives this little, like, kind of moment. Oh, my gosh. I'm not doing it as well. But, oh, my God, it's so funny. (laughs) 
Oh, man. I got to go look those up. I got to look up the bloopers from season two. Oh, right. Oh, my God. I know. Well, not that's the bloopers, the, the deleted scenes. Sorry. Deleted scenes. Yeah. Well, and the bl- that's the funny thing, too. Like, speaking of bloopers, is that, like, The Office, I feel like they're readily available on YouTube, like, mm-hmm. per season. And I don't really see a bunch of uh, bloopers for Parks and Rec. So, I don't know. Very interesting. But, yeah, I highly recommend purchasing the DVDs if you can because those deleted scenes are gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also briefly skipped over <laughs> that Leslie talks to the camera when she's at Dave's house saying, oh like, my gosh. he wants me. You can totally tell he wants me. <laughs> I'm, s- I'm right here. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, you guys, I also have to post a picture of Duke Silver's uh, album covers yes. because I don't know if you clocked this, but so his three album covers uh, or album names, I should say, Smooth as Silver. Hi-Ho Duke, Memories of Now. And I believe it's on Hi-Ho Duke when he is literally riding a saxophone. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And it is so funny and perfect and beautiful. I love all of his side uh, kind of like, you know, riffing to the audience. Come love with me. (laughs) LOL. These ladies are so fun to watch dancing. Anyway, um, yeah, that's all I have about Duke. Okay. Yeah, the next thing I have is um, Dave coming in the next morning. Yes. And I love Leslie's hair here. I think it's so cute. Yes. One side is pinned up. I think it's really beautiful. I agree. Yeah, so I love that Dave's like, this is this is our second date, you know, because our last one night was our first. So it's taking, and I think he saw how nervous she was. So I think he's taking those nerves away, which is awesome. Um, also, 8 p.m. date? What? Girl. I think we've talked about this before. I don't know whether on the pod or not, but 8 p.m. is way too late. I do not like that. No. Yeah, I would be. I'm sorry, but if I'm I'm at home still at eight, there's a very large chance I'm not leaving again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I especially a work night. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe on a Friday, maybe. But even then I'm like, can we do like 630? Because I'm like, I would like especially because you don't know how long the evening's going to last. But also like. Okay, dates, I guess, are a different story. But, like, a lot of times when I have plans after work, um, like, especially if it's with friends or something, I'm like, can I meet you directly after work? Because <laughs> if I go home, I, like, just, like you said, I, I there's not a, leave again. Yeah, there's a likely chance I'm not coming out of my house. So, yeah. <laughs> but even, oh, man, even 8 p.m. on a Friday, I mean, I'm just like, if the date lasts two hours, you're not getting up till 10, then who's to say how long you're going to, like, you know, get home take to get home i don't know i just think eight's too late but that's such a common thing yeah it's crazy i was thinking about in the office when they're playing crazy eights uh michael and holly before <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy go crazy um <laughs> so that w- because he's like he's looking at his clock and he's like or, or she says is it time to go and he's like no uh reservations are at eight and i'm like no stop it why just go now <laughs> <laughs> Go now, see if the table is open. <sighs> exactly. But anyway, uh, I love this line of no fires, no ambulances, just good old fashioned showing up drunk at a guy's house late at night. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for April. She's been left out this entire time. This is the tag where mm-hmm. she's like, I've been completely left. Like nobody has found anything on me. And there's video of me riding a lawnmower through a Macy's. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, no, throw a Nordstrom. <laughs> Nordstrom. Nordstrom. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. I do wonder. Okay. Again, I'm just going to show slash share with you how crazy I am, which, by the way, it's not crazy. It's just like very, you know, zealous. But uh, I tweeted at her at Aubrey Plaza and I was like, can you please tell us what it was like to ride a riding lawnmower through a Nordstrom? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so hopefully she sees it because I do wonder, like, did they actually go to a mall? I'm sure it was just a sound stage since it wasn't like a full on like, you know, it wasn't even in color. It was like a security camera, you know, right. video. But right. I wonder how they set Which that up. Which nice touch. Yeah, very nice touch. I love that. But it's one of those things, too, where like maybe, you know, if you don't want to be caught or if like you don't care about being embarrassed, then you're not going to be embarrassed. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, that kind of so no, they don't see the point in looking things up. Right. right. I also, this is so sad. Tom's like plastic surgery to Jerry. And we learned that he got hit by a fire engine. Oh, my God. That Stop is... Stop picking on Jerry. So brutal. This, see, this is what I mean by, like, this episode, it's like the stakes are far too high and real for and, like, dark for you to feel sorry or for you to, like, also want to pick on him. You know what I mean? Right. In the next episode, we'll see, which I'm so excited, you guys, for the next episode. But in the next yes. one, we'll see, um, like... All the jokes about Jerry are not like he didn't do anything. You know what I mean? It's like you're just picking on him because you're picking on him. But this one, it's like, oh, no, this is too much. <laughs> right. This is like real life. Right. Right. But that's also, I guess, where the comedy comes from. So, you know, it is what it right. is. But his delivery, too. I think Jim O'Hare is his name in real life. And I just yeah. think that he is so funny as far as like his development as we get you know, further and further on. Cause in this one, he's, he's playing it very sincerely and sad as well. Whereas, you know, he plays more of a goofball later on, you know? Yeah. But we're starting to slowly transition into real Jerry. Yeah. Oh, and we've got some golden Donna moments in the next one too. Oh Oh, my God. Sister city next week, everybody. (laughs) Episode five. Yes. So good. Episode five. Um, just a quick, like, I guess foreshadowing moment is that there is commentary for Yay. this episode for oh, the next good. episode. So I'm super stoked about that. Me too. That's awesome. But yeah, so that was my last note. Is that everything you have? That's everything I have. Oh, love Let's it. Close it out. Awesome. Well, thanks you guys so much for listening. If you haven't written a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please do that. But if not, if you know anybody um, <laughs> that I could talk to or tweet at, you just let me know. <laughs> because <laughs> you know i am shameless when it comes to that um but again yep. thanks for so much for listening um and then if you want to stick around for therapy we'll see you for that but if not then um that was practice date and get ready for sister city you guys it's gonna it's gonna get awesome even more see you next time there's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too okay therapy i don't have a ton to say i, I feel either. um I think that mostly I've just been thinking about how, number one, I'm tired and I need a break. But number two is that um, the world is going to open back up soon, I think, or hopefully rather, I guess. And hopefully is a strong word just because like I feel weird. I'm like, what if I don't want to go back out into the world? (laughs) That's a valid thought. What if I just like don't want to do it, you know? So. I've been trying to like think about and think through that whole situation of like, well, what if I just like don't want to do anything or not don't want to do anything, but just like want to step back a little bit more. You right. 
Yeah, I can get that. So that's kind of something I've been thinking about. Um, but yeah, and just having a little bit more patience with myself and everything. Um, you know how like when you I've talked about this like ad nauseum, I feel. But like when you can see something at the end of the tunnel or see a light at the end of the tunnel, a.k.a. my student loans, a.k.a. like my health journey. Um And I just feel like I can see it. And now I've got this, I've got to create this new patience, not just because, you know, usually patience is like, well, you know, it'll happen when it happens and just like stay the course, be patient. But this one, it's like, but I can see it like it's going to happen. Right. But like, I got to be patient with that fact. You know, it's a whole new thing. So anyways, that's what I've been trying to do my best at this week. So, yeah. Well, you are not alone. Okay, thank you. (laughs) I'm here to see you to that and that light. Okay, thank you. uh, (laughs) What are you doing um, your best at or like what have you been thinking about this week? I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, the struggle's real. Um, I'll get really tired and then like feel like I'm about to fall asleep and then I won't. Or um, something that happened the last the other night was I fell asleep on the... um, watching tv Mm. with ivan Mm -hmm. and then woke up to get in bed like i fell asleep for probably 45 minutes watching tv and then when i was ready to get up and get into the bed i was up for four hours Mm. and it was like already 11 p.m so i was like not having it i know so that's so frustrating so yep that and then just bouncing work i think because i'm starting to my tiredness is starting to catch up to me yeah I'm starting I'm starting to not have the drive right to get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so bad because I feel like I'm a pretty driven person. Mm-hmm. But I'm just so tired like when it's like oh, I just have to make one more phone call I'm like oh, I can't wait till tomorrow though. I know. Well, and that's what I was going <laughs> to say cuz so like tired. lack of sleep also gives like you know, sleep is just essential to the body all around, you know what I mean? Right. Well, Which is and insane. It's starting to I mean, it's going to catch up cuz I also have to do my grad school tonight Uh, and then i also still have to make a hype video for the football team so it's like i know i'm going to be that all have to happen tonight uh between tonight and tomorrow night okay so it's like maybe you can pace it out yeah i'm gonna try my best i mean it's just like i can you know i know i'm gonna be awake but there's no way that when i'm trying to fall asleep spending time doing those two things is what i should be doing you know maddie i really think that you should try cbd like you should really give that a a, like a hundred percent try are they Um, just tablets gummies what do they do no it's um it's like droplets i mean i think you can get it however you want to but it's like it comes in a little squeezer bottle thing and you just put like it's not a syringe it's because it's not a shot obviously but you know like um, a like a turkey baster type situation Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but it's like a little small one and you just put that in on the bottom of your tongue and um like maybe i don't know 30 minutes to an hour before you're ready to go to bed um and it it has no hallucinogenic effects it's nothing like that it just calms your nervous system i think is what it says that it does i can't Mm. remember like the scientifically speaking obviously if you want to look that up you can but it's not like you know it's not like you're getting high it's just like calming you so that like your brain shuts down and like you know you can stop thinking so much because i think that that is a big deal for insomniacs is like you know you your brain starts thinking about stuff and then you can't shut it off you know what i mean oh yeah so 
I really think that you should give that a fair shot. I mean, and it can be pricey in the sense, I think, where it's like $50 for like a small vial. But like, I mean... I'll pay anything to sleep right now, Holly. (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, number one, you can try it and see if it works for you and see how often you would need to spend that much. But number two, you could also just like... I I think you can find like discount codes and stuff depending Uh, on where you get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So or maybe you don't need that much or whatever it is. But I really think that that could be um, at least like until you said you can, you know, give time to, you know, talking to a therapist and stuff like that as well. Um, I think it could probably go hand in hand, truthfully. Okay. And it's natural, you know? I mean, it's not like... I mean, obviously, some places put um, stuff in it. It's maybe not all of it is like 100,000 bajillion percent, you know, natural, but it's not nicotine. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, So I, I think that that could be a really good option for you. I will keep that and, in mind. Was it Arizona? It was somewhere, some, like there, lots of places are legalizing actual like weed, not yeah. recreationally in all places. A lot of them are just medicinal, but like sleep counts a lot of times for medicinal as well. Right. So... Um, but CBD is a whole other thing. And I, I mean, I only tried it once and I like 1000% recommend it. So I'm just saying. All right. Well, if it's Holly recommended, it's going <laughs> on my list. Okay. Well, good. Well, is there anything else that you need to um, speak on? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, we will see you next week for Sister City. Uh Get excited about commentary. I'm not going to tell you who's on the commentary, but you will hear it from me, and I may or may not be recording some clips for you to hear, and yes. I don't care what NBC or Peacock says because <laughs> they're we're, they're not listening right now anyway, so who cares? Also, true. I'm totally promoting them, so like whatever. Where's our money? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed Vincent last week, and hopefully we can get some more guests for you. But um, apart from that, you guys have a great rest of your week, weekend, everything. Yes, and we will see you next time. See you next week. There's a park and some pals, and there's also therapy, too.